righteousness at heaven's throne. Hey, this is Aaron Hood, uh, the voice of my beloved podcast. I've got my lovely bride, Victoria Hood, with me. Hi. And we're so glad to be with y'all today. Uh, we've got a lot going on, and uh, so our what we've got to share today is going to be a little bit from our hearts. We really haven't got a whole lot prepared, so it might seem like it is a little bit scatterbrained, but we're going to try and do our best to make it all cohesive because uh, we'd like to let y'all get to know us a little bit better and where we're coming from, and it helps understand where our theology, a lot of our theology is based. You know, if people... Uh, have life experiences and that mm-hmm. really makes a lot of a person who they are um, so I, I believe in discipline because I was disciplined I believe in large families because I was part of a big family and and uh, but not, like, not always. like how big were you really <laughs> right. part of a big family it's all comparison no it really mm-hmm. wasn't you know as yeah. big as it could have been right but yeah there so, are bigger right families. <laughs> there are bigger families not many but yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I am one of 14 children, um, uh, four surviving children. I had a stillborn sister that was um, young. 14. uh, 14 children, 14 surviving children, right. And um, so there's some some children that are already gone to glory there. Um, But uh, the father has been good to my parents and been good to me. And uh, so... Uh, yes. So my name again, you know, is Aaron Hood. I was born in 1991. I don't really mind. You know, I'll even tell you how much I weigh. I weigh 175 pounds. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> I know that's kind of a sensitive thing for some people, but, uh, it's not really for me yet. Uh, Victoria's tried hard to put some weight on me, um, since we got married, but eight years and just hasn't been able to do it. Doesn't uh, say much for my cooking. Right. But if you can ask anybody and ask anybody that knows Victoria's cooking and you'll hear nothing but praise. So it's not that it's, uh, it's my fault, of course, like everything else normally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is a good time. So I'm um, born in 1991 to Mark and Anita Hood in Clarksville, Tennessee, which happens to be the same place where my wife was born. And was for a couple couple years. Do you remember how long y'all were in Tennessee? Uh, we moved when I was six months old. Okay, so pretty to Lebanon. Pretty soon after that, but we're really close for a long time right before that. So Victoria and I, we go way back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually, I call our, we, I say we're childhood sweethearts uh, because my mom was at her birth. It was a mm-hmm. uh, home birth, one of the first home births that Miss Sherry had, mm-hmm. and so my mom was there and like. It was just made to be, you know, just meant to be, you know, some of the things, uh, some people just don't know if, you know, this is the right thing or this is the right one. Well, you know, it's, it took me till I was 22 to find out that it was <laughs> meant to be, but you know, when I found out it was just obvious, you know, just playing his nose on your face. So, um, I grew up in a Christian home. My mom and dad were recently saved. Uh, my mom and dad had, um, not been in, uh, religious homes, you know, or, or very, um, True believing homes, strict, you know, uh, I, I guess I would say like born again homes. You mm-hmm. know, there's religion and then there's born again, you know. And uh, so they were in religious homes, you know, do the right thing kind of stuff. Um, my mom more so than my dad. Uh, and my dad's grandparents were um, a little bit that way. So they uh, got radically saved. Uh, I'll have to let you tell their um, whole story or let them tell their whole story. Maybe someday I'll have them on. Uh, and that'd be real that'd fun, be actually. Yeah. So I'll uh, just focus on me right now. But so 
I came into the a family that was hardcore trust in God. You know, that was where my mom and dad were at when I was born. And, and you know, the father was really getting them into a place of full faith and reliance. And, uh, and you know, there's a lot of people in this um, movement, you know, people, you know, are anti-hospital or, you know, and my family wasn't anti-hospital. They were just pro-God. You know, mm-hmm. they really wanted to see God move in their life. They wanted to give him, you know, opportunity to uh, show himself mighty without, you know, running um, to the hospital, you know, as a first thought. And um, that was something really um, strange at that time. And, it, you know, even got, you know, a lot of relationships. You know, my dad and his brother, you know, had one of the biggest arguments they've ever had in their life because my dad and uh, mom decided to have the children at home. And he just couldn't believe it, you know, how you're responsible, you know, and all the, you know, you know, what if something happens and, but he came back, you know, uh, a little bit later, and it was actually something that touched him so deeply that he came to the Lord um, through that experience. And so that in and of itself, it, it just seeing people walk in faith mm-hmm. is is impactful. You know, we just recently watched the Mully uh, mm-hmm. documentary, and man, what a testimony of, of faith and, and hard work. And, and, and I just love how, I mean, just uh, giving it all that he was, I mean, um, if you haven't had a chance, you know, to uh, to see that documentary, I think the book, you know, is uh, is is really good too. It has a lot more uh, details, a lot more details, maybe, yeah. yeah, details in uh-huh. it. So, it, amazing story, amazing story. And so my my parents came into faith, and, and they really wanted to trust God. You know, it was just the, the church that they were at was really uh, had seen miracles happen, and and demons cast out, and and the spirit was just really moving and uh so they began to walk that out with us and you know i've got a few stories just to tell about how god met them you know uh in that place yeah i I had a brother um uh levi who was uh, just cured of asthma you know just was struggling really badly with asthma and was it was prayed for you know and was it was was delivered and healed and in my own life, you know, I, I was a young boy, you know, I think two or three years old. Um, and I, I had a disease that was attacking the joints of my hips. And I don't really know all the specifics or details about, you know, was it the the ligaments or but my my joints were separating and it wasn't going to be something that could be repaired. The doctors were saying, you know, that I'd be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. And my, my parents just cried out, you know, I lost a lot of weight I was in a lot of constant pain, you know, drugged, a drug state. And uh, they they brought in a uh, an elder couple from the church, um, someone that I'm in really close contact with still today, um, and so a mentor in my life. Um, and a missionary couple, I believe from Venezuela or Guatemala, I don't believe, I, if I, I think it's Venezuela. And they were praying in Spanish, and, you know, and my mom and dad, Mr. JC and Miss Billie Jean, this older couple, were praying in English, and they prayed all night. And God God healed me within a couple weeks. Wow. I was able to walk into the hospital room, you know, on my own two feet and without pain. And it was a testimony of God's faithfulness because they put their self out there. Mm. And the, I've got stories of being, you know, I had I grew up with a lot of brothers, so of those 14 children there was 10 12 12. there was 12 of us boys 11 boys and me makes 12 
Checking my homeschool math here. Okay. <laughs> There's 11 boys, and me makes 12. I had two sisters, and there was nine boys before the first girl. And, and that was another area that my parents, you know, were welcoming God's control in their life. You know, they were, they were submitting in a, in a, in a trusting um, faith relationship with God, and God continued to put children in their life, and they continued to receive them as blessings. And they had so many, and, and uh, the, you know, when you have that many boys running around, things happen. Before we walked over here, my son... Yitzar had a bike wreck and, you know, super road rage, his brand new bike. It was his birthday today. And he just crashed into somebody else's bike and just wiped out. And I was just, you know, I ran over there and I'm like, are you, are you okay? And he just got a few bumps and uh, uh, some scrapes on his hands and stuff. But I was just like, man, all the stuff I put my parents through. I mean, we grew up with a trampoline and we jumped ramps with bikes and had horses and cows and we horses would you know run over top of us you know and they'd run us over and, and god would just miraculously they're very merciful i mean i could go on for when you get me and the waller boys together like the hood boys and the waller boys together we just talk story after story after story i remember one time we were in uh israel at the pruning and we started going on and on you know me and my brother who were there and the waller boys and we were just story after story and then like one of the guys was like man, like the most exciting thing that ever happened to me is I got my arm caught in a conveyor belt at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're, we're like, oh, really? That's it? You know, <laughs> he just couldn't believe, you know, how we'd survive through that. We joke about how our guardian angels are, are being forced into early retirement in heaven because they're just so battered and bruised from <laughs> taking all the hits for us in the heavenlies. But, um, so my parents walked that line of faith, and, and you know, I don't want to get into this whole, you know, anti-doctor thing. I, I want to be pro-God. You know, I want to be, you know, I want you to be, let's believe and have faith in God to use whatever, you know, methods or whatever. I'm not saying he can't use. I know many people in the medical profession are great people, God-fearing people who bring God into their work, but it doesn't need to be the first thing, you know, the first thing in our mind needs to be, let's have faith in God, and let's trust in God, and um, when I was a young boy, I had a, one of my brothers was swinging at a soccer ball with a rake handle, don't ask me why or how he came up with that, but I believe we were trying to play golf with a soccer ball and a rake handle, and he was going to swing at the soccer ball, but of course it fell off of the little stick that we had trying to set it up off the ground like you do in and golf, and he swung with all his might, and I, and I stepped in to, to put the soccer ball back on there, and it hit me right in the jaw, and my tongue was in between my teeth, and it, and it nearly chopped my tongue off. And as you can tell, I'm speaking to you, so there, there was a healing there. <laughs> I mean, within a couple of hours, you know, I was eating, nobody judged me at that time, McDonald's French fries. And um, God... Healed my tongue, not not with the McDonald's French fries, but he. <laughs> I'm just riling up a, a few of y'all out there. You know, I, I don't eat McDonald's French fries anymore. Um, but uh, Victoria, yeah, you go. I don't eat McDonald's. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Of course not. So that, I that's a you know since we got married we've I've really helped Aaron with his diet. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that you know, it's uh, been a real. Uh, blessing and it's been uh, really good for me to in a lot of ways for 
or my marriage to Victoria is good in every in every aspect. So, um, y'all send her a letter, you know, from here, and just tell her how much you appreciate her and how amazing she is. <laughs> to continue keeping me alive to a ripe old age. She's working hard at it, you know. Um, anyway, I digress. Right <laughs> back to the story. So my parents prayed for me, and the reason I, I tell that story in particular, there's quite a few other stories. That story in particular is because a couple years back, my own son. Itzar was swinging on a swing and he, he fell off the swing and it was, it wasn't even like a real big dangerous swing. It was just a rocking swing. Mm -hmm. And of course, children like to rock rocking swings as high as they can. And he, and he happened to fall off and hit his chin on a table, coffee a coffee table, table yeah. kind of like patio table. It was outside patio table and, and bit half i mean just from one side the middle of his tongue i guess how would you say that side to side yeah. well yeah. he bit all the way through it all the way through and blood was just pouring everywhere and victoria sent one of his cousins to come get me and he saw a run over there and i was able to pray and have faith to that god would would heal him because of the place where my parents walked mm -hmm. and, and that's really the the point that i that I want to bring out is because my parents, they didn't probably see this effect. You know, they were probably not thinking about the example that they were being to me and, and in my life. They just were trying their best to walk out good Christian faithful lives. But, man, the power of the effect that that had on me as a young age that, you know, we trusted in God because we believed he was real. Mm. I mean, like, he's real. He's really there. He really hears us. And we we would put even our, our lives on the line, you know, sometimes, you know, or in scary situations in the unknown. Mm -hmm. And um, it was so powerful to me at a young age to see that, mm -hmm. to see how God, you know, answered to, to the point where my faith as a young child or as a, you know, early teenager was bulletproof. Like I had no doubt in my mind that God was real. And that is what got me to the place where I, I came to salvation because I knew that God was real beyond the shadow of a doubt. I mean, creation, you know, and just reading the Bible and understanding it, have my parents teach me that and, and seeing God move in powerful ways when we called out to him, we prayed out prayed to him i had brothers that you know fell out of trees you know on one instance he was 45 feet up in the air and he fell out of this tree and broke his leg and cracked his vertebrae and but was alive yeah lived 45 feet and you know we went to the hospital that time you know yeah. that was we took him to the hospital and he got his bones set in place and and his vertebrae, you know, in a cast, and he was there for a long time, but he completely recovered, you know, and, and because, but God spared his life. I mean, and so don't get me, you know, it's not that we don't use, you know, what the Father's given us, you know, man's knowledge and, and things like that, but it is a, we look to you first, oh God. You know, we look to you first to, to hear your voice and, and to see where your leading is and, and these times that are coming is going to be imperative. You know, we really have to strengthen our faith now because when there is no hospital, mm -hmm. like, you know, when the time comes when, you know, you have to have the mark or, you know, you have to 
um, line up with a certain theology or, or something like that to even get treated at a hospital. It doesn't seem so far fetched right now. Right. I mean, right. with COVID, like, you know, you can't even go to the hospital, you know, it, it's not so far out there just in the last couple of years, but you know, is your faith in a place where it's strengthened? You know, is your faith strong in God? Do you believe that what you really believe is really real? Now, something that really impacted me, um, we were watching, uh, a uh, world view um, teaching and uh, the guy asked that question and it's such a powerful question um, and I believe that the reason I can and, and I do believe what I believe is really real because my parents you know walked it out for me mm. and I think the same yeah. thing for Victoria yeah yeah I mean and we were so we met our, our families met at a church that was just really really on on fire for God and yeah, the, the same uh, church where same my parents church. were saved. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, just wanting to see God's power, um, in our lives. And so, yeah, growing up, I mean, my parents, same thing. I mean, um, stood in some places you know, crying out to God for healing or even I was just thinking, um, when we started going back and forth to Israel, we, didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we were coming out of Russell Creek, Amish community. <laughs> like we're making like, you know, $15,000 a year, I think the max. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and one plane trip to Israel for our family was about that much. Um, so uh, I just remember the different times that it was like, okay, we don't have you know, that we don't have the funds to get back to Israel or um, to, to do the things that we feel like we need to do. And just the whole family, like getting down on our knees and praying like, okay, God, where, what are we doing? Where, whether it was the finances or visas. Yeah. I mean, we, we had um, several situations that was like, oh, we don't even know if we're going to be let in the country or not. <laughs> yes. And um, every single time yeah. God yeah. Yeah, opens pulled the door. through, yeah, he's right there. opens the door, and um, and uh, just miraculously. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a, I'm not going to say it's a an odd thing, but it's so rare to see someone who acts upon what they believe. Like, mm. you know, to, for Mr. Tommy, I mean, like, he, he quit his job, and he went and lived in a, you know, an Amish community, and then went from an Amish community to Israel, and like back and forth, and, and obstacles, it's not a life that somebody could like dream up or like somebody could put together and be like, I'm going to be doing this, you know, by the time I'm 55 years old, you know, I'm going to be uh, living most of the time in Israel and being one of the, you know, leading a large you know, organization over, you know, in the Middle East. It's just the father, you know, when we follow him, he, he, he leads us. And for my parents, you know, it, it wasn't maybe that, uh, much of a rarity or not necessarily rarity, but it didn't, wasn't quite so unique. Um, but my dad quit multiple good jobs, um, because he wanted to work with his family. He wanted to work with his boys and, and he felt like that was what God was calling him to do. And, uh, I mean, he was working on post, had a great government job as a printer and just quit and just quit because he wanted to come home and be a part of his son's lives and, and work with them. And, uh, today, you know, they are, they're working, um, in a construction company and, working together, you know, that's a dream and it's, it's a struggle to keep that so they can keep each other accountable. And, 
And, um, but being led not by, uh, finances, don't let Mm -hmm. finances, you know, rule your life or or be something that you say, we can't do this because of finances Mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe even because of a sickness or something that's in your body or something, you know, um, just believe in God, just trust in God and have faith in God and, uh, pour out your heart to him. I mean, he has such promises um, in his word, you know, draw near to me and I'll draw near unto you. And, you know, you know by, for this purpose was the son of God manifested, destroy the works of the evil one mm-hmm. in, in your life, you know, and, and he wants you to live in, in freedom. Um, but for, you know, people like, you know, Johnny Erickson Tata, that doesn't mean freedom, maybe of afflictions in your body, you know, but freedom in spirit. Mm-hmm. And when I'm talking to these guys in the jail, you know, that's what continually keeps coming up. It's like, guys, you know, you can be in here and still be free. And and the chains and the bars, you know, that are on your heart are the only chains that really matter. Mm. You can be chained, you know, or, or locked up in these cells. But when you have the peace of God in your heart and you have a uh, relationship with the God of all flesh, that's freedom. Mm. You know, no matter where you are, that's freedom. Mm. So as I grew up in, in it, it's beginning to probably make a little bit more sense when I say that, you know, my parents walked in these places of faith. I had a brother who was born premature, three pounds, 14 ounces or near that dead. And my dad cried out to God almighty and he breathed life back into my brother and he's uh, expecting his first child is married and, and here. Yeah. I, I think I just, the baby was born just uh, now. The baby was yeah. born just now. Yeah. So that's, that's God's awesome power. That's he, he looks to and fro, right? Mm-hmm. He looks along earth for someone that he can show himself mighty, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody faithful looking for an opportunity. And, and we just have so much, you know, resources here. You know, we have resources. Um, and so we, we don't run to God. You know, we try and take care of it ourselves and we miss out. I, I mean, God allows us to do it, but we miss out on the power of God and the ability that he has to work in our lives, in our hearts. So when I was young and I saw these things happening, and then I grew up with a, a very solid faith in God and that God was real, that led to a solid conversion because I believe not only was he real, but he saw me and he, he saw my heart and that even in my darkest places, that he was there and that, you know, according to his word, you know, when, when you believe that there's God in heaven, you have to believe that he's the God of the heavens, you know, God of creation. There's only one person. There's only one entity spirit that says that he is the God of all creation. And it's the God of the universe, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's the only one. Mm-hmm. Buddha, Muhammad, none of them made that claim. Gandhi, whatever Gandhi believed in or all these other people, these other faiths, religions, none of them have ever claimed to be the creator of the universe. There's only one. And he said, you know, I am the creator of the universe. You know, the, the, the Jewish blessings, the, the, every blessing starts out with, Blessed are you, Lord our God, king of the universe. And so we believe in a God who is the king of the universe. And he is, make him the king of your life. Amen. Believe in him. He is a God that is ever present. You know, that's the, such a beautiful um, analogy of that when he comes to the field, you know, Emmanuel, God with us. He is the God of creation, yes, but he who desires to dwell with us. And when I came to faith in God, you know, I would have to say 
And, you know, not too long ago, a couple of weeks, if you've been listening, we were talking about the fear of the Lord and how the, it was the fear of the Lord that brought me to him, to repentance. And I believe that's a, a good way to come. But the best way to live your life is to live your life with the love of God because it turn, changes all of your motivation. So I, I became, you know, a solid believer. I would say, you know, I, I you know, had all the, the outward appearances, and uh, but fully surrendered my heart, you know, at like 17, first trip to Israel. Uh, I was in that place where, you know, country music was uh, on the dial of my, my truck that I had bought, you know, at 18. And, and um, my dad was like, you know, country music, you know, not edifying for you. And I, and I had an opportunity to, you know, just do what I wanted to, and uh, that was probably the, I would, if I look back in my life, the one thing that led my life down the right path or the wrong path was country music, mm-hmm. De- deciding that I was going to obey my, my dad and, and, and understand or see the wisdom in his words, because I knew what they were singing about uh, country music wasn't godly. And I knew that wasn't going to help my mind be in the right place. Um, but choosing just because, you know, it's so many times, you know, just because he's, he's your dad, you know, I don't, it d- doesn't mean that he doesn't have anything good to say, okay? He's your dad. He's probably got some good things to say, probably a lot of good things to say. Mm-hmm. And that choice for me led me down the right path, mm-hmm. I think, to where I was even in a place to be married to Victoria and to have the beautiful life that I have now mm-hmm. because – and that humility, that submitting to a man who had been where I'd been and I had seen him walk in difficult places, a man who I believe really had faith in God. Mm. He had faith in God and, and knew that he was real and cried out to him and seen him answer him. That was the premise, you know, of where I'm coming from. You know, I don't, there. I've had hard things, you know, in my life, things that I couldn't understand that didn't quite work out the way or didn't work out at all the way that I wanted them to, but it's, it's never shaken my faith in God. Mm. I've, I've been, maybe, uh, it's shaken my faith in his plan, maybe, you know, and, uh, that's always a, uh, an understanding, you know, I just want to understand what you're doing, God, mm. you know, and I think that's good. I think if you're really hurting out there and you've got a place in your life where something's not, you just had a sickness and it's holding on to you and you can't, shake it and you've been crying out and it hasn't shaken yet and then just try your you, you can ask god questions mm-hmm. he's okay god's not you know scared of our hard questions mm-hmm. just pour your heart out to him and, and your frustrations mm-hmm. and and let him hold you you know he, he wants to hold uh you in his hands and um and you know i've always when i was going through some of the dark times in my life you know, and, and not near some of the dark times that maybe even some of you have been through, uh, the loss of, of a, a young child or, you know, a, a spouse or something like this. I can't imagine the pain, um, but that can never shake the faith in God mm-hmm. that he's there. And we have to believe because outside of faith in God and that he has all things in his hand, the only alternative is to think that we're all an accident mm-hmm. and that there's no purpose in life. And what a place of despair what a place of no moral compass no right no wrong complete loss of hope what a place of hopelessness and that's the thing that i run into with these guys in the jail 
you know, a lot of them from hard circumstances. Maybe life didn't deal them, you know, a great deal. You know, they didn't get everything, the the cookie cutter, the perfect, you know, they were born in poverty, you know, to a single mom. But that's got to stop with somebody. Mm. So I keep telling these guys, we got to let us make it stop with you. You be that father you didn't have. You be there when your dad wasn't there for you, you know, and don't be angry because your dad didn't do what he wasn't taught. But you learn, and you be that person, change that life, you know, change that generational story. Amen. So when I was able to, because my, my mom and dad, you know, they were on that brink of divorce right before they came to faith, you know, backing up a little bit before my dad came to faith. He was, you know, afraid he was going to lose his marriage because a marriage or a relationship without God is two fleas and no dog. I mean, it is, it is pulling, you know, sucking leeches and it's tough. You know, and there's, I, I don't, I don't know how people do it without God. And, you know, um, I, I mean, unless their wife is an angel like mine, but I know that that's the spirit of God in her. Um, and it's the spirit of God in me, but their ability or not their, not even their ability, but maybe ability, their ability to humble themselves to before God and say, I can't make this work to get them both saved mm. is now the reason why I am here with my wife, with mm-hmm. my four boys in a solid home. It's got to stop somewhere, mm-hmm. right? We got to, we got to yeah. stop it somewhere, you know, and let's make the main thing, the main thing, you know, let's get the families rebuilt, you know, let's get the, the houses and homes back together and let's uh, root out bitterness and uh, self-hatred and, and these things. And put our faith and trust in God. Amen. When, uh, you know, God kept asking me that question, you know, when something had gone on in my life, you know, and I was asking questions and, you know, I was fasting and I was crying out and he just kept telling me, trust me, just trust me, just trust me. And do you really have to have to know the answer? You know, do we have to know the answer? Or can we just know that he knows how much we hurt? He hurts with us. Mm-hmm. And that means everything in the world. God hurts with us. He's there holding our hand and our pain and our struggles. And we can cry on his shoulder. That means everything. Yeah. Doesn't never, really have to have never an answer. Leaves. He never leaves us. He carries us, right? Yeah. So Amen. I'm so excited um, to be walking this walk and, and sharing this with you. And I hope that you're um, strengthened and encouraged. Go forth in faith. Trust the Lord and uh, see what mighty things he'll do in your life. This is Aaron and Victoria, the voice of my beloved podcast. Yeshua, I love you.